Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Dan. Before we get to the podcast, I've got to tell you once again about that survey. If you haven't taken it yet, please, please, please take a few minutes to head over to cleveland.com slash survey, all one word. Help us make this podcast better for you, our listeners. That's why it's there for you to help us out. So again, it's cleveland.com slash survey, all one word. Go there, take a few minutes, take the survey. We'd really appreciate it. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk a lot about Baker Mayfield. We got to hear from him today before practice. And then, of course, we got to watch him practice on day two of minicamp. So Mary Kay and I talk a little bit about Baker and what he had to say about the extension, the vibe we got about whether he wants to get that extension done now, whether he's willing to wait, all of that stuff. Then we get into why this offense is going to be better this year, the stability, all that good stuff. Lots of Baker talk coming up as we recap day two of Brown's minicamp. Become a Football Insider subscriber. You get a daily newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. You get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash browns, and you can become one of our tech subscribers. Go to cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get all your info and get signed up. Okay, here we go. Mary Kay and I talking all about Baker Mayfield. Did you learn anything new today uh, about Baker Mayfield and a possible extension? You know, the vibe that I got from it was that there's not necessarily a a sense of urgency, even on his part. I really don't feel like he's sitting on the edge of his seat waiting to get this extension done. That is not the feeling that I'm getting. I would not be surprised if training camp begins and he is not extended yet. I can see that happening. I just don't believe uh, with the way that it's going right at this moment, uh, that that's going to be done by the time camp opens on July 31st. And then uh, if it's not done by then, you know, I think then you're kind of moving into the season a little bit. Now that doesn't mean that you have to wait all the way until next off season to do it. But I do think that means that there's a chance that it could spill into the season. I just don't think that that would be the worst thing in the world. I, I could see that happening. You know, I was curious because I know like Mahomes got done last year in July and we know that Miles got done in July, but you do see these extensions get done sometimes right on the, like the eve of the season or after that roster gets set sometimes even during the season. So Deshaun Watson signed his on September 5th. So that was one that was done a week before the season started. So these things are, you know, we've, we've talked so much about this thing could get done in the off season. If it doesn't get done in the off season, maybe it doesn't happen until next off season. Some of that will depend on what Baker wants to do, but 
there there is a world where they get some other guys done and then you know in September or even the middle of the season whatever it is they can still come back and do this deal they, they don't have to wait till next offseason like you said right absolutely and I kind of have the feeling that they, that they won't wait all the way until next offseason I think he's going to play very well this year I think he's going to get off to a tremendous start and I think the momentum will be there and if it is you know, then I could see it happening, whatever, a month into the season, a month and a half into the season or something like that. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that actually would be kind of maybe a good compromise for everybody, you know, make sure that everybody's seeing what they thought they were seeing. Just, you know, let's see how it goes in the early going, you know, maybe get a couple of the other guys done and move forward from there. So that's, that's where I see it as of right now. Yeah, Jared Goff, another one, uh, September 3rd. 2019 is when he did this, did, did his. So those are sort of the windows of, of these extensions, the off season kind of into the start of the year. I, I guess the thing, the thing that stood out to me and, and you touched on this is Baker seems pretty comfortable. Like whether he gets paid or not, he seems like he's pretty comfortable. And he, and he said to you, he's bet on himself before. That's not a situation that it seemed like he was scared to back away from. So I, I think that's important in all of this too, that it doesn't seem like he's going to, he's sitting here putting pressure on this team to do an extension. Like right now, it, he seems pretty comfortable to me that some, you know, he thinks something is going to get done here at some point. Yes. And there's a couple of reasons I think that he feels that way. First of all, if everyone remembers when we talked to Jimmy Haslam during draft week, uh, Jimmy pretty much stated that it's basically a matter of when not if they are going to extend Baker Mayfield. Uh, the team feels very good about what they have in Baker Mayfield. What they saw in the second half of last season leads them to believe that he can take them to the promised land. And of course, that's the goal. That is what everyone wants to do. They believe he's capable of getting them there, especially in this offense that he's perfectly suited for. And, you know, then the other thing is the fact that Baker Mayfield, I mean, he, he does like to bet on himself. I mean, he really kind of plays better when his back is against the wall. And I think that that's one of those things where, where he would be excited actually to go out and prove, you know, like, look, they didn't want to do it right away. I'm going to go out and prove uh, what I deserve. I mean, there might be a little bit of a motivating factor to not doing it right away. Uh, and of course he can make more money if he kind of bets on himself, like he has done his entire life. That's interesting. Right now, uh, his market value is about $35 million a year. The going rate is up closer to $40 million a year, and he can get himself up into that stratosphere if he makes the Pro Bowl, if he goes deeper into the season. Uh, so I, I do think that there is a chance that, you know, that everybody will just pump the brakes on this just a slight bit and then maybe try to get something done somewhere in the earliest part of the season. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. If he plays like maybe he's capable of playing, if he kind of recreates those last six games of the season for a whole year, and on top of all of it, leads this team to an AFC championship, gets them to the Super Bowl, who knows, wins the Super Bowl, you're looking at, he's really going to cash in. He's looking at probably, be, he, might, he might beat Dak Prescott's contract. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing to remember here, another reason why he, he can kind of, breathe easy a little bit is the fact that they already picked up his fifth year option for 2022. You know, it's not like they didn't do that. There are some quarterbacks that don't get their fifth year option picked up. And then it's sort of like, Oh, how does this team feel about me? 
He doesn't have to worry about that. He was one of the guys that had his fifth year option picked up. So they know they're paying him $18.86 million for 2022. He knows that money is coming. And I think he knows the situation with the Browns. He knows how they feel about him. But you're right. If, if he really goes out and lights it up and everything is laid out for him to do that, uh, he knows he can really hit the jackpot. And why would you want to settle for $35 million a year when, I mean, if the prices start to go up significantly when Josh Allen does his contract and when Lamar does his, I mean, you really don't want to do it until they do theirs, right? Because they're going to set the bar in the 40s. Remember when, when Jared Goff and Carson Wentz did this, didn't that sound like so much money when they were averaging $32 million and $33 million a year? That sounded astronomical. And every quarterback was getting more money. It was like this string. It didn't matter who you were. You were just getting more money if you were the next quarterback up. Right. It, it, that's what it was. It was just like, if you were next in line, it was going up exponentially by 5 million, whatever. And so now here they are. Uh, just a few short years later at the $40 million range. Of course, Patrick's average is about 45, Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, you've got Deshaun at 39. You've got Dak at over 40. And I would have to think that Lamar and Josh Allen would be somewhere in the 40 range. Baker's not there yet because, you know, he didn't make the Pro Bowl yet. He wasn't an MVP candidate or an MVP yet. Hasn't made it you know, to the AFC championship game yet, but he has a chance to do all of those things in 2021. It's set up for him to do that. I mean, not only does he have an amazing offense, he's surrounded by all this talent, but he's got a great defense now this year. These guys are going to be taking the ball away and giving it back to Baker. I mean, everything is in place for him to have a really, really great season. And if he does, he's going over 40. So let's talk about another one of those reasons why he could have a great season. And of course, it's something we, we've talked about a little bit before, how he's in this system now. He's got the same head coach. He's got the same offensive coordinator. He's got pretty much the same weapons. The term today was fast and loose, right? That's how Kevin Stefanski wants him to play. We don't see a ton in these spring practices, but I'll say this, especially on Tuesday, it seemed to me like Baker was taking a little extra time with some of his receivers. You know, so I'm talking to Rashard Higgins for a little while based on how he, his hand movements and the things, the way he was talking to him, it seemed like they were going over something. He did the same thing with Austin Hooper, you know, which tells me this is a guy who is sort of taking some more ownership of this offense and really does have an understanding of it. So that, I mean, that's another one of these reasons why Baker is kind of set up to really have this fan to kind of show us, yes, I belong in that same discussion with these other guys. Well, a confident Baker is a really good Baker. Whenever Baker Mayfield is playing with that utmost confidence in himself, he is dynamite. Uh, And that's how he played in college. That's how he played in the last half of his rookie year. He lost it in 2019. And we saw what happened when he pressed and when he just was the deer in the headlights and he just did not have that confidence. He didn't trust the scheme. He didn't trust the coaching staff. He didn't trust what was going on around him. And now he does. He has absolute confidence. In, in the scheme, in Alex Van Pelt. I mean, he really listens to these guys. When you have a track record of working with the quarterbacks that these guys have worked with and the success that they've had with these guys, like Aaron Rodgers, it, it doesn't take long before you buy into what they're telling you. And Baker is completely bought in. He knows he's in good hands. He knows that they're going to put him 
in situations to succeed. Alex was a quarterback in the NFL. He knows how to work with a quarterback really, really well. Baker can talk to him. Baker can say, I need more play action. I need to get the ball to Richard Higgins. I need to roll out in this situation. They're communicating very, very well. So Baker is owning this offense. He's had a, he's had a big say, a big hand in shaping it and honing it uh, to help them play to his strengths. And, and you could just see that that's what's happening now. And he is, he is owning it. And this is the key part of that. And I've been saying this for the last few podcasts. Now, when you bring back an Odell Beckham Jr., and you also then still have a Jarvis Landry and you've got an Austin Hooper and you've got all these big name receivers and skill players on your football team. You don't have the voices in your head. Oh my gosh, I got to get that pro bowler the ball. And I got to get that pro bowler the ball. And I've got to get that pro bowler the ball. He's not going to worry about that. He's going to look out there. He's going to find the open man. He's going to look for the one-on-one matchup. He's going to stick his foot in the ground and he's going to nail it. And he's going to throw that football with confidence. That's how he's going to play this year. And he's, he's not going to have those voices in his head. He owns this offense. It's his this year. You know, another thing too, and, and this maybe goes with some of that in-person stuff that we've discussed, like we, we can talk about whether the, the off-season program is entirely necessary or not, but there is benefit to having guys here in person. And a lot of what we've seen has been sort of walk-through install type stuff this week, but it seems like there's been sort of a focus on the operation a little bit, you know, Kevin Stefanski has talked about cadence and and rhythm and things like that. And I I just remember one of those team produced mic'd up segments like early in the year last year where Kevin Stefanski said something to Baker Mayfield. And it was about, he was going over like the stuff that he wanted him to do. And he just threw out there, let's make sure the operation is sound. Right. And we all remember in 2019, it was a mess. They weren't getting up to the line in time. They weren't, you know, they were, snapping the ball with very little time on the play clock. And it was because everything was rushed. They couldn't get guys in and out of the huddle. Mm -hmm. So I think there's also a benefit to that same system, same coaching staff stuff, but now also you're really going to get this operation running smoothly. And I think we're going to see this offense move faster this year, because I think that's something Kevin Stefanski wanted to do, but they just weren't really able to last year because they just couldn't do things normally at all. And, And I think we'll see that pace get picked up. And I think that'll help Baker as well. Yes, absolutely. And they can do different things out of it too. I mean, you can try new, new wrinkles uh, that you necessarily couldn't have done last year. They were not able to install some new things, try some, some new things. And I can't get too super specific because you don't want to give away a lot, but I think that we are going to see this offense uh, do some things that Baker can do really well, just because he's such a good field general and, and he can, you know, he can audible, he can call, he can call the play, you know, he can slide the protections. He can do all the things that he needs to do. And therefore I think he's going to have a little bit more responsibility to do some of those things this season. And I think that will be good for him. I also do think that they're going to play more three wides and more four wides. One of the reasons is because they have the personnel to do it. Of course, they have the personnel to do anything that they want. Uh, But, but that is going to be one of the things that they will be able to do is get more receivers onto the field at the same time. Why not? I mean, why not put Odell Jarvis, maybe Anthony Schwartz to get the speed out there at the same time. And then you throw a Donovan people's Jones in there too, at times. I mean, put three and four wides out there sometimes. I mean, it's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. You're going to see this offense evolve and grow up a little bit this year. 
so let's talk about those receivers just a little. You know, obviously Odell and Jarvis we know all about, but we got to see some receivers today. Kadero Hodge, right? He's still a guy that it seems like they really like. You know, Rashard Higgins was working off to the side, so there were some opportunities for guys to, to kind of step into that spot. I'm still really intrigued by Donovan Peoples-Jones. I really, you know, Baker had high praise for him today. Just seemed really happy with the shape he was in and, and what he was doing. He's 6'2", 205. So him and Kaderil are about the same size, but Peoples-Jones looks bigger for whatever reason. But he's 6'2", about 205. The Browns don't really have that kind of size and speed combo. So I think, you know, one of those two guys is, is going to be in the mix here to kind of, you know, when you've got shorter guys like Odell and, and Jarvis who are under six foot, Rashard Higgins is over six foot, but he's not fast. You're going to find a way to get a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones on the field, I think. Yeah, I mean, when I look at what they have on this receiving core, it's going to be hard to want to leave these guys over on the sidelines all too often. I mean, these are some guys that you are going to want on the football field. They can do some amazing things. As you mentioned, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you can see that he has taken just that another step up. And he was already, uh, I think, ahead of the curve for a sixth-round rookie last year. I think it's because, in part because of the excellent receivers coach that they have in Chad O'Shea. He gets these guys ready to play. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's smart. He's polished. I think he's going to play really well this year. Same thing with Kadero Hodge. I mean, that third receiver competition is going to be really, really interesting because at any given time, you would be excited to get any of those guys on that football field with, with Jarvis and Odell. And I just, you know, I mean, you, and you might get, you know, super creative with, with how you can use these guys and do some trick plays and jet sweeps and reverses. And there's just so many different things that you can do with them. It's really an embarrassment of riches in terms of offensive skill players. I mean, they at times toyed with defenses last year, and I think they're going to do the same thing this year right from the start. It's at times it looked like child's play. Now, it's easier to look like child's play when you're playing defenses that are not that good, okay? And that happened a significant amount amount down the stretch. But for the most part, defense defense is not that good in the NFL. I mean, there are not that many really, really good defenses and this offense is really good and has the potential to be really explosive and I mean I I could see it happening right from game one yeah I mean with the rules the way they are and the way the game is played now it's really hard to have a defense like the 2000 Ravens or even the Jaguars a few years ago it's hard to build that type of defense one thing to keep in mind as we talk about this stuff in this wide receiver competition and where a guy like people's Jones might have an edge and where a guy like Hodge might have an edge, Chad O'Shea, we know where he comes from, spent all those years in new England. And if you're, if you're a receiver in new England, you don't get on the field if you don't block. And it sure felt like Chad O'Shea was bringing that with him here to Cleveland. I think Kevin Stefanski feels the same way. If you want to get on the field as a receiver, you better be, you better be a willing blocker. And that's something that Jarvis and, and even Odell, they are willing blockers. You know, you see them down the field. We know Jarvis is a great blocker. Odell, though, you'll see him down the field blocking, too. So as little and, and as irrelevant as that seems, I, I think it's very important to this coaching staff. And Peoples-Jones has shown himself. Go back and just watch the Dallas game last year. He's shown himself to be a willing blocker. Yeah, it is very important. And like you said, there are guys that set the tone on this offense to do that. Uh, not the least of which, as you mentioned, is Jarvis Landry, who 
has <laughs> that defensive dog in him at times, right? I mean, he's just got it. He brings it. And that sort of can set the tone. But you're right. Odell is exactly the same way. And now those younger guys, I mean, Richard too. I mean, now, now the younger guys, you know, will follow suit and do the same thing. It's going to be a really, really, really good receiving core this year. So one other thing to talk about, you mentioned the defense a little bit that they're going to force some turnovers, but that's going to help make Baker better too. Not just because they're going to force some turnovers and give them short fields, but when we kind of get back to things in July and and August, that that defense is going to help Baker. And, And we've kind of seen some flashes of it this week. We asked Baker about that today, about, you know, looking out and seeing Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney lined up across from him and what that's like. And his two tiny friends. Yeah. He kidded around and said, yeah, my two tiny friends. So that was kind of funny, but the truth of the matter is he is going to be very thoroughly tested in training camp with not just his tiny friends at all levels of the defense this year, all levels of the defense, because the linebackers are better this year. He's going, going to get tested way more by Owusu Koromoa and Anthony Walker uh, Jacob Phillips is picking it up a notch. Sione Takitaki. So the linebackers are better. And then, of course, the secondary. I mean, the secondary, once these guys get their mojo down and sort of figure it all out, who's playing where, when, and how, and everybody's healthy, this has the potential to be a really amazing secondary. Uh, and I, I think these guys are, are going to give Baker heck in training camp, as they should. And they're going to be picking off passes and they're going to be knocking down balls and they're going to be playing tight coverage. And he's, by the time he gets ready for the season, he will be ready to play some football. Yeah. It should be a good competitive camp. I mean, I'm excited to see what a real camp Stefanski looks like. We might not get the full, the full experience quite yet this year, but I think it's going to be close. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see how, how that all looks um, once we get a chance to see that at the end of July. Okay, there we go. Our mini camp recap of day two. The Browns have one more day of camp. It's this morning. Short practice. We're going to hear from coordinators and then uh, we'll get together and recap everything that we saw on Thursday as well. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever it is, make sure you're subscribed on Spotify as well. Take that survey for us, cleveland.com slash orange brown survey, all one word. And of course, become a football insider subscriber while I'm asking you to do things cleveland.com slash browns it's the blue banner at the top of the page get info and get signed up all right mary Kay. i will talk to you later sounds great